Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leo Effects. I hope your day is going well. Mine has been fantastic and I'm here to speak with a very special guest. I'm kind of excited to speak to him because, you know, it's always nice to get a fresh perspective every now and again. And I've talked to a lot of people from the film industry, but this is kind of from the other part, the other side of the table or chair as it were. But allow me to introduce my guest, David Maccabee. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so happy that you're here. I got some questions for you. I'm sure the the listeners have probably thought the same thing, or maybe they haven't, and they go, oh, okay. So good hope- to minds then. Yeah, it's always good to learn a new thing or two. Good. Let's 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 get learned. Yeah. Let's fire right into it. So, what is it that you do? That has you on the show today. Uh, I'm I'm the writer and director of a new film uh, that comes out May 1st. It's called For the Love of Jesse. It stars Randy Wayne, Mandala Rose, uh, and Adrian Barbeau, um, who's just a classic in my eyes. And it's a, at the end of the day, it's just a, it's a love story. It's a story of redemption and second chances. Nice. This sounds like a classic for the ages. We we hope so. I mean, it's kind of funny that it's coming out right now on May 1st um, with everything that's happening in our world where the world is literally shut down. It's like every time you put on the news, it's more bad news. Stay inside. Don't touch people. Don't even think of ever having a good time again. You have to live inside your bedroom for the rest of your life. <laughs> right. When our movie comes out, it's just it's it's going to I want people to escape from the news for a minute. Watch our movie. Spend 94 minutes with us. And be entertained. Have a good time. You'll 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 laugh. You'll feel some feels. You might even cry a little bit. You'll recognize some faces. And it's just it's a good time to escape for, like I said, ninety four minutes. Yeah, that's exactly what the world needs right now. A little bit of escapism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully what we're uh, what we're going for. I mean, we we were excited that it's finally coming out. Like I said, May first. Um, but but it, it has been a, a labor of love and heartburn. <laughs> well, actually, that that kind of ties into some of the stuff I want to talk to you about, matter of fact. So uh, my first real kind of question is, what made you realize that you wanted to be a director? I think that I'm a glutton for punishment, 
and that I love to be rejected every day. <laughs> um, but as far as wanting to be a director, it, I, I, it's, it's hard to put into words. It's just like, it, it's one of those things you never thought you would do. It's never like you knew what a director was. You see them calling the shots behind the camera. Um, as a kid, you kind of know what it is, but like getting to actually do it is, is, um, is a trip. Um, so what made me want to do it? I just want to be creative. I've always just wanted to create before I was working in the TV and film industry. I was uh, working in radio. I was a touring musician and I should have focused more on trying to direct and get into to what I re really wanted to do. But at the end of the day, I just wanted to create. I wanted to write songs. I want to play music. I want to make something. Hmm. Okay. So coming at it from the artist perspective, I can mm -hmm. respect that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel is the most important quality of being a, a director? I don't know if I've figured that out yet. Uh, I okay. think the, the three films that I've made, uh, For the Love of Jesse being the first uh, full feature, I like the team that I work with. I've been lucky enough on the, my past projects to have worked with a lot of these people. And it's more like a group of friends coming to set all day trying to make something instead of one guy be it the director or the writer or the cinematographer calling shots and barking orders i mean there needs to be someone crew, uh, steering the ship but i think for me it's the creative process of doing it with friends or people that i really respect and i, I want to hear their their thoughts on something um so that's what i get out of it most cool so do you like working with a uh, assistant director yeah, actually, my um, the our assistant. It's so funny you say that. I was literally just texting him uh, minutes before we we started this. Um, <laughs> Christopher Warren was our our uh, AD on for the love of Jesse, and it, 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 I'd never worked with him before this project, but now I can't imagine working without him. So it's just part of that process of like you get along with that guy, bring him on. Let's do another thing. You like this guy, bring him on. Pick him up. Let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can relate. That's cool. What, what kind of roadblocks did you face when you were first starting this out? Uh, for for the film? Yeah. Oh, uh, this film. I mean, it's it's funny. It's it's a it's a like I said, it's a story of redemption and second chances. And the whole idea of making it was second chances. Uh, it took me about 18 months, uh, 12 to 18 months to write the script with our executive producer, mm -hmm. whose story it is. Um, and the whole time that I was writing it, I had been writing it for a dear friend of mine, Blake Heron, um, who had been acting since he was old enough to walk, basically. Um, and then months before we were about to shoot, six weeks uh, to be specific, before it was like cameras on the ground, let's do this thing. Uh, Blake unfortunately passed away oh, and so having to go and rewrite the script for a new actor. Um, it was a trip, man. Like one is a lot of pressure. Producers came to me and said, it's up to you. If you want to, if you want to do this thing, we'll continue and move forward. If you don't want to do it, everyone understands, call it a day and um, move on. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously we, we, we push forward, but I mean, you talk about struggles, it's losing cast members. And then right after that, I was in a motorcycle accident, broke my arm. Uh, one of our producers went through a heavy loss. So it was like a lot of stuff going on just to, even before cameras started rolling. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely some roadblocks. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And did you have a lot of support from like family and friends when you said, Hey, I'm going to try my hand at directing. Yeah. I mean, I, I always tell my fiance, there's one, my biggest support system hands down is my fiance. She puts up with my tantrums. She reads all my bad scripts, gives great notes, knows what to look for. Um, my family's awesome. I mean, they, they, they love my first film night terrors They they love for the love of Jesse. It's a departure. It's not a horror film, which is kind of usually where I write and live in. Um, but yeah, my family, my family, you know, they rule. Nice. It's always good to have a good support system. Yeah. I think they kind of gave up on me being an accountant or something. So I think they just <laughs> kind of were waving the white flag and saying, well, you know, whatever the hell he wants to do, whatever he wants to do, uh, go for it. We support it. And they, they, you know, they seem to, be liking what what I what we're making. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> and so, do you have a particular movie or director or writer that was like an inspiration to you getting into this side of making movies? Um, I think one of my biggest influences as a young man. I'm a child of the '80s and the '90s, and mm-hmm. Swingers really like blew my socks off when I first saw it. Because it was so simple, but so effective. It's a group of guys who hang out and one of their friends is going through a breakup. Basic story, but it's everything about it that like has life. And it's just shooting LA for what LA was at the time. It's all these guys who are friends in real life just hanging out and the dialogue is simple, but it's so effective. And that's when I first thought like, I that's something I can do. I can write to that. I can't write an avatar or a star Wars, but I know I could write something in that vein. Okay, cool. Yeah. What do you enjoy most about being a director? Again, I think it just goes back to the creative process. I like creating. I like, I like being on set. I like working hard. I like being on set for 12 hours a day. I'll get there early when I don't have to be there early just to make sure everything's ready to go. I like staying late. I like, you know, making sure the shots happen, making like when you're watching it on the monitor and you feel it in your gut, that that was the one. I love that feeling. All right. Is there anybody that you would like to team up with in the future? The, I think the ones I want to team up with in the future are the ones I don't know who exist yet. You know, for example, like I didn't know that, that my good friend, Christopher Warren and AD that I would want to work with that guy forever. You know, so I, 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 I want more relationships like that, that I don't know that they exist yet. Okay. All right. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Give it two for 50. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> the steal. so we kind of talked a little bit earlier about, um, things getting started and roadblocks and things like that. And you definitely had your fair share of them, but just what, in your opinion, what do you think is harder? getting things started or just keeping them going like keeping that energy and momentum during filming uh to be truthful it's all hard it's all hard it's writing is hard sitting in front of a blank page knowing where you want to take it but don't know how to get there is hard Mm. it's hard to convince people to finance a thing and then once you can do that it's you got to convince people to be in a thing and make it believable and make it fun um it's it's all hard, but it's all rewarding if it's done right, I think. It's just like if you're doing it right and it makes sense and it feels good in your gut and you're doing it, then it's rewarding. Or why are we even 
you know, trying to do this. Right. Yeah. 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 How do you keep things on schedule? Like, do you have like a time board that says, all right, everybody, today we're shooting this and this and we only have this many takes? Yeah. So uh, usually how it works is, I again, if you have a great assistant director like I did, um, is you've got that guy breathing down your neck, making sure that you're making your day. Uh, I like to pride myself that I always make a day. Our biggest day on For the Love of Jesse, we had 20-something extras. It was a dance. It was a, like a banquet hall scene. Um, lots of dialogue, lots of moving, lots of moving parts. And that day, uh, it was an all-nighter as well. That day, we went, I think, 45 minutes overtime. Ooh. So just over. And I, it goes back to having a great team and the actors knowing their lines and their marks and they're hitting everything. Um so yeah, I mean, if you don't have a good AD, then you're 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 swimming out without a life vest. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we kind of talked about this as a little bit earlier as well, but you said that you you kind of live in the horror genre. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm a child of the '80s and '90s. Um, so I, you know, going to video stores every weekend. Um, and finding myself in the in the horror section every weekend and picking out something new based on the cover art and knowing that that looks cool. Um, so that's kind of where I live in and write <laughs> in that vein a little bit. Okay. Why didn't you decide to just keep keep filming horror movies? Oh uh, well, to be honest with you, uh, the, the for the love of Jesse was paying the bills. Like it, it like it came with a paycheck. Okay. Uh, it was a hired gig, my first hired gig. They, the producer of that saw Night Terrors, my first film, and we worked on it together on a project after that. And they said, hey, I've got this story. Can you write it and direct it? And I said, if we can, if we can get to a believable story, and, and which we did, it's a beautiful story, um, then, then we can do it. And plus, I, I kind of think that like all good horror, strip all the, 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 the scare out of a good horror, and it's, it's a drama. It's just a hard drama. Mm -hmm. and that's what we did with For the Love of Jesse is there's no gore to it. It's just real life drama, you know, and that's what a good horror to me is. Yeah. Well, what uh, would you say would be your top 27 horror movies of all time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, um, just, I'm just kidding. But like what? Uh, seriously, though, what would be your most remembered horror movie? I've got three of them right off, right off the tip of my tongue. Um, no particular order. Uh, my mom will deny it till the day she dies, but she showed me Psycho when I was probably too young to see Psycho, and that really imprinted <laughs> me. Like, wow, this is such a scary movie, and I'm not seeing any of the gore. It's a, in my head. Like, you never see a knife go into a person. You see fake blood fall on the ground. And it's all about that tense sus uh, suspense that is keeping it going. Mm -hmm. um, then when I was old enough to know what horror really was, uh, the the Stephen King of the 90s, like It, the miniseries It, and The Stand that Mick Garris directed, yeah. like I remember vividly waiting a week. Cannot wait for the next episode of that to come out. Like both It and The Stand, like they, I was like, this, like the story is so big. The scope of this is so large and it feels so personal and so scary and so tight. Um, that those are the three that like right off the tip of my tongue um, I can think of. <laughs> All right, then. Cool. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> 
did you guys have any rituals? Like when you got to the set, you did like a little, okay, everybody hands in before we start filming. Uh, yeah. Like at the end, of the, the, the great thing about filming, um, for the love of Jesse, we filmed it in this little town called Wickenburg, Arizona, just outside of Phoenix, mm-hmm. uh, the Phoenix about an hour, um, maybe five or 6,000 people in this town. So, Every day that we would wrap, we were all staying in the one place where we could stay with little apartments where we we were staying. But every time we, every night we wrapped, we'd all go back to our apartments. Everyone would shower and just kind of get cleaned up or mellow out for the while. But everyone ended up outside in the parking lot or out, outside of our little walkway every night until the sun came up, hanging out, having a good time, sharing some laughs, having a couple drinks. And that, to me, was one of the most memorable times of being on that movie for for a month out there every night, hanging out with people that have now become dear friends of mine, watching the sunrise over the 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 Arizona horizon. The horizon is beautiful. That's so cool. It's like they're they're actors, but they're normal people too. No, it was great. Another, it's funny. We you were talking about challenges earlier. So I had written the screenplay. And uh, one of the characters I had written, I didn't write it for a particular look necessarily, but like one character was kind of in my head. I saw it like as a blonde hair, blue eyed, classic California looking girl. And our DP, David Smith, says, I want you to meet Mandala Rose. And I was like, okay. She's like, she's Australian. She's got olive skin, dark hair. She doesn't really fit the look you're going for, but let's see if it works. Ended up meeting her changed the whole script just for her, just so I could work with her. She's Australian. She's like, do you want me to do an American accent? I was like, keep the, keep the accent. I'll rewrite it. So you're from Australia. So it makes sense. <laughs> and that's one of the people that I walked away from who I talked to on the weekly, like we check in with each other. I wrote a new script just for her, just so we can work together again. Um, and it all goes back to just like, those are the people you don't know you're going to meet, but will end up changing your life forever. Absolutely. That's so cool. I get, that's a little tidbit that nobody would know. Yeah, no, I can't. Uh, Mandala and I, I think that's one of a good handful of relationships I walked away from this film. Having someone that's just going to be around forever. Like, and that's, I'm completely fine with it. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the, you know, it's, it's, a, it's another partner in crime. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always good to have those. Mm-hmm. And so a, a this is a kind of a really important, serious question that I had that, you know, it's been bugging me for a while. I, I haven't been able to really talk to a whole lot of directors about this kind of thing. So, you know, I feel like maybe I could get a straight shot answer from you. Um, do you get one of those cool chairs that says director on the back? <laughs> that is the literally the most important question um, that we will ever discuss on the show yes i did have i did have one of the it didn't say director on the back but it had a little cup holder uh on oh. the side, which was uh more important than having director on the back but yes i had my my fiberglass director's chair that honestly to be honest with you i didn't use that much i like standing i like to move i'm always right next to the camera anyways but if, if i'm sitting i feel like i'm not in the action but did i have a chair yes i had a chair <laughs> and there it is the most important question answered there it is yes the mystery <laughs> is solved <laughs> oh man do do you have anything 
besides for the love of Jesse, are you thinking about, you know, some more projects in the future, anything else that might be coming out or, uh, coming out? Yes. Um, in December we shot a, uh, a horror short with an amazing actress named Kelly Kula. She's actually in for the love of Jesse as well. And that's how I met her. Um, I wrote, she came to me and said, can you write me an action comedy? And I said, I no, I can't because I'm not funny. Uh, but I do have an idea for this thing. So I pitched her the idea. She loved it. And she like just blew my socks off, man. Um, again, it's not an, it's a horror and she's kind of an action comedy uh, uh, actor. And the way she handled some of the scenes in, in, in Nova is, you know, is besides me. So that should be coming out soon. Uh, it's pretty effects driven, so we're just uh, in post still. Oh, okay. uh, like I said, I wrote uh, a script for to work with Mandala Rose again, and that's called Hyena and Crossing Our Fingers. Once the world turns back on, uh, we'll start sending that out. Um, I, I mean, I've got scripts and stories uh, to go on for for days. So just trying to keep the hustle alive and just keep keep going, so um, we can keep doing this again. Absolutely. How do you get an actor or an actress or yeah anybody really to see the vision that you see? Um, I like it when actors ask questions because it means that they care. Um, I like to a degree when an actor disagrees with what I'm thinking because that means I need to explain it better because maybe it's not on the page well enough or I haven't described what I'm looking for well enough. So I like, I like that. Um, at the, and I think at the end of it, you want people to feel engaged in the story, not just showing up for a paycheck, not just saying words that aren't theirs, but feeling like they're saying the words as if they did care. And a perfect example of that is Adrian Barbeau on, uh, on For the Love of Jesse. Um, I grew up watching Adrian in everything from The Fog, Escape from New York. You know, my parents watch Maude, like very well aware of who Adrian is. And when we heard that we could get her, I was like, that's cool. I want, I want that kind of clout, but I don't want someone just showing up just cause we can get them. Like right. that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. But we, Adrian and I had talked a couple times before she signed on and she was asking questions and she's like, well, what if I tried this? Or what if she would say it like this? And I was like, yeah, that's, this is what I want. I want the back and forth. And she signed on, obviously, and, and did an amazing job on the film. Um, but it's that back and forth that, that I like. And I think that's when people start to connect with a, a piece of material that they enjoy. Mm-hmm. And have you ever had to deal with a, a quote-unquote bad actor that just, you know, they showed up and they didn't want to do it your way and, you know, it was just horrible to work with them? Uh, I've, I've been lucky enough to work with to work with great people who, uh, you know, even if we don't see eye to eye on certain things, um, we can find that, that, that balance to, to where the story should lie. You know, at the end of the day, the story wins. So I've been lucky enough to work with a lot of great people so far. Cool. Well, speaking of, you know, the story, um, you know, how do you feel as a director when somebody's up there and, or, you know, some you're doing the filming and everything's going along and then they kind of go off script a little bit and they do their own little improv thing. How do you respond to that? Um, I mean, if we haven't talked about it, 
beforehand, then I, I'll, I'll let it play out. Um, and again, it, the story always wins. So if they're trying something and it works, then then let's keep it, you know. Um, but if, if they're just trying stuff to try stuff, most most professional actors usually won't do that because they're professional. Um, <laughs> right. But, but if yeah, if that happens again, if there, most of the time an actor will come to you, hey, can I try this thing right here? Sure, like go for it. If we have the time, do your do the do try your thing. Let's do my thing first, and then let's try your thing. If your thing is better, then I will make changes and we'll go about it. Right on. And uh, what would you say? Like how how does somebody begin a career as a director? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And don't do the path that I did. Um, I I started, you know, I started in the reality world. I still work heavily in docu reality series. Um, so I think that I think there's a million different answers or paths to that end goal. Is it film school? Sure. I, it wasn't for me. Uh, my film school was being on set and learning firsthand. Mm-hmm. Some people do it that way. Some people feel like uh, uh, starting at the bottom, starting as a production assistant, which I definitely played my hand in. Um, but whatever gets you, I, I think I think the most important thing is having a little bit of knowledge about everything on set, from grip to lighting, obviously the lenses you're using, the cameras you're using, how you're editing it, editing in your head while you're shooting, uh, crafty, wardrobe. Like these are all important things to know and know, know, know all of those spaces because it makes your job a lot easier when you when the wardrobe person says, I want to try uh, her dress in purple. And you're like, no, it has to be orange because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So you have the answers. My, my biggest, the biggest thing that taught me how to quote, unquote direct was being a summer counselor in high school. Oh, okay. You're dealing with children all day and putting out fires, literal and 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 emotional fires. <laughs> so that's what everything else, I guess, kind of just came with the territory: knowing lenses, knowing cameras, knowing all that other stuff. But being a camp counselor, uh, one hundred and one for directing school. I could absolutely see that. <laughs> <laughs> and what advice would you have for somebody that? they've done all their homework, they've done all their research, they've got everything in order, but they want to be a director. What would your piece of advice be for them? Just, just do it. Just, just do it. Like there, uh, there's literally no reason to not just do it. Um, you have a phone in your pocket at this very moment that can shoot 4k video. You can edit that video on your phone and then you can just put it online. Just make, if you have the itch and you want to write something, scratch that itch. If you want to direct a thing, go direct it. There's nothing stopping us. When I was a kid, I sound like an old man. I'm not that old. I'm getting there, but I'm not there yet. (laughs) We had to make, we would make all these movies when we were kids, uh, junior high, high school, and into college. You had to go either rent a video camera or beg a friend's parents to let you borrow their video camera. Go buy tape. Um, we were editing in camera. We weren't doing two VCRs together because we didn't know how to do that yet. <laughs> and, you know, you're accidentally dropping the camera. You're getting fake blood in the gears. The tape is being eaten. And that's the only copy. Like there's it was such a pain in the butt to do it back then made it all worth it. But to say that you don't have any access to that stuff now or you want to do it, just just do it. Right on. 
Classic Nike, just do it. <laughs> right. And the younger generations of our world will never know those struggles of shoulder-mounted cameras. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sticking a VHS tape in that monster, and then it eats it, and it's, yeah, man, it was, it was... but it made, it made us who we are. It did. It absolutely did. Blowing in the cartridges and using a pencil to rewind your tapes. They'll, they'll exactly. Never... <laughs> if, you could, if you could see my office now, I've got a, a, a faux... Um, video store rental in 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 my office with vhs tapes everywhere um, so I, I, I haven't lost the love for vhs yet nice that's great uh with this last little part of the show i kind of want to open it up and uh, allow you to do a little shameless self-promotion and tell people well first of all where they can go to watch for the love of jesse's that you can tell them your different social medias if you want them to follow along with you and things like that. Yeah, again, so the film is For the Love of Jesse, starring Randy Wayne, Mandala Rose, and the classic Adrian Barbo. Um, it comes out May 1st, iTunes, Amazon, Google, um, uh, CBD.com, ChristianMedia.com, PureFlix. And then later in May, it will be available on DVD. Remember those um, uh, at Best Buy, uh, Walmart, and Target. But I mean, it's 2020. Type for the love of Jesse into your computer. You'll be able to find it somewhere and buy it. Um, and watch it. It's a it's a it's a good movie that's going to make you feel good at the end of the day. Great cast. Um, and sit back for 94 minutes. And and don't worry about the COVID. <laughs> That's the big thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just relax and enjoy a good film. Yeah, relax, watch a good film. Like, email us after you watch it. Let us know what you think. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, we we care. We want to know. It's a hard, it's a struggle for independent filmmakers out there. I mean, now especially with the world turned off. Mm -hmm. Um we, we had to cancel our, our world premiere. We had a theater here in L.A. we were going to premiere at, and, you know, had to postpone that. But go out there. Find find different movies that that maybe aren't at the first five that you see on iTunes. Like, type the thing in. Look it up. Look us up. For the love of Jesse, uh, May 1st. Absolutely. And I'll definitely be doing my part to promote that. So, you know, anybody right. that's on my Leo FX page, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, and thank you uh, for for having me on and taking the time to do this, even with the world shut down. It, it, it means the world to myself and other independent filmmakers that you're still doing your thing, the thing that you're good at, um, and you're not letting everything uh, outside stop you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to me today. It was absolutely amazing. I had a really good time talking to you, and... You know, it's not every day that I get to pick the brain of somebody that has done so much with the film industry. And, you know, Dave, you, you've just been a, a great guy to talk to. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate that. That's just because I haven't started drinking yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe next time. Maybe next time. There you go. Yeah, schedule me in next time with that one. <laughs> 
And thank you to all the listeners who check this out and, you know, continued support. Remember, we don't all have to be bored at home. There's great films out there, like For the Love of Jesse, that's going to be coming out. There's this show, and there's other podcasts out there, too, that you can absolutely go check it out. If you stay to the end of the episode, you can hear some other ones that I promote. And, you know, just stick around. We're doing more interviews all the time, and we'll see you all later. <laughs> now that was an awesome interview. Thanks so much for listening. You all are so great. And don't forget to head to Facebook, Insta, and Twitter and follow The Leo Effects. If you want to hear some comedy and ridiculous voices, check out Shattered Dungeons on YouTube and all other places podcasts can be heard. And you'll hear me voicing crazy characters, usually pretty terribly. So thank you so much. You all are the absolute best. And we will see you all on the next episode.